Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of what is this show called again? <laughs> crime. This police. <laughs> this week in crime and policing. Yeah, the week. Is it this week or the week? The week in crime and policing with Mayo and Meso and oh, Associates. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering whether it's this week or the week. Yeah. We gotta. We're gonna have to have a meeting of the mind on this one. The week <laughs> in crime and policing with Mayo and Meso. What's up? Angel is finally back. Um, you were basically doing a tour of um, where, where did you go again? You were I was I was like I was Dora the Explorer. I went to Florida. I went to Houston. Then I went to New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Nola, the cesspool of the armpit of the South. Um, uh, Bourbon Street is disgusting. It's like Sodom and Gomorrah. I hated it. Yeah, huh? Oof, horrible. I've never been. People. There were people smoking crack. I kid you not. Smoke mm. in the middle of the day. It was like two in the afternoon. They were in front of one of the bars on the curb smoking crack. A couple. Yeah. Who smokes crack during the day? <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's one way to look at it. Unless, who knows how long you've been up, though? They could be on their third day. Second true. day. They know? look like zombies, man. It was like the walking dead out there. It was horrible. Yeah, man. Disgusting. That's, yeah. And um, yeah, I saw, I mean, you look like you were having fun, though. I saw you and the missus doing well, yeah, the street we thing, to, we walking down the street dancing. Yeah, my sister's wedding. She got married. Uh, um, and um, so after the wedding, well, after the vows were exchanged, we kind of went and did like a block tour. So it went up to Bourbon Street, across, and then back down, mm -hmm. and then back to the venue. So it was nice. What a band. I happened to run into one of my coworkers that was out there. That I didn't even know he was going to be there. Oh, by coincidence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't one of the ones smoking the crack, was he? No, no, not this time. He, he's trying to. He's trying to stop. <laughs> he's trying to quit. All right, we'll come back to that story, but let's give a shout out yeah. to the people in the chat. You can see them too, so feel free to join me. Uh, let's start off from the top. We'll do a roll call, uh, folks. Thank you for joining us today, coming in, and uh, today is Monday. April 18th, 2022. Let's get these cars out there. Some of you, unfortunately, be walking a foot post due to the lack of cars. Nikki Bella, since you were here first, you get assigned the car. Um, trying to look at who I'm going to put you in there with. She says hello to Mark and Angel, by the way. Hello, hello, Nikki. Uh, well, I don't know if you've ever met Ari Full Islam, but um, since both of you are first... You got Sector Rad and Boy. All right. Uh, and uh, Arafal Islam says, Hey, yo, Mayo. I guess that's somebody I probably know in real life mm -hmm. that's uh, giving me a shout out, but I can't tell by their name, their cute name. Ellie O'Quint and Cal Candy Scarlet. Um, you guys have Sector Charlie David, Louisa. <laughs> And Milwaukee civilian. Milwaukee civilian, yes. Eddie Frank. Sector Eddie Frank. Uh, Louisa is Little Mermaid, by the way. Ariel. I, yeah, Ariel. Lorna McKenzie's, uh, Lorna McKenzie's in the house as well. Uh, hi, Lorna. And Raquel Pranzo. I was going to say put, the Pranzos. Yeah, I'm going to put those guys in the car together, too. Where are we up to? Eddie Frank, George. Don't Henry. put her. Don't put her with Peter. We don't want any front. No, 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 no. Peter's got a foot post tonight. <laughs> make sure he's out there, Pete. Make sure you're out there. We're gonna touch his shield. Make sure it's cold. No fraternizing. That's right. Papa Smurf, the OG. He says hello from Manhattan, New York City. What up, Papa? And he also has a FDNY uh, back backdrop on his insignia. So I, I think he, obviously he's a land pirate. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Ryan, uh, Bill Ryan from in Ryan Investigative Group has joined us as well. Yes. Margaret Hearn, Jamie Pimpintel. Jamie. Single Mama 4. Single Mama. Okay, there goes Peter Pranzo. There's Petey. Footballs for Pete. Tremont Avenue. Everybody else, if you want to put in, um, I forgot what it called, the lost time. What was the lost time again? A 28 for lost 28, time. 28, yeah, 28. <laughs> You know, when I used to work in the task force, we had so many bodies. And when people came back from the Shea Stadium detail, 
so uh you know these stadiums they don't they don't um what is it patrol themselves when the That's games right. come they put cops in there yeah and uh, i know you had the yankee stadium detail for a while I've, I've seen you in uniform there i did i did pay detail there Oh, okay. Pay detail. Well, those mm-hmm. people like p- permanently assigned. I don't know what Yankee Stadium did, but the people, the people that were permanently assigned, did not work the field. They were on the outside. They controlled traffic. They controlled access, mm. egress, all that other stuff. The pay detail. We we were lucky enough to be on the field. It's the exact opposite, I think, in Queens, or it used to be. Yeah. Everybody else had a chance to do traffic. If you worked the detail, you worked inside the stadium. Mm. So yeah. So when they came back, um, if they didn't like their assignment. Because for the winter, they'd come back after the the baseball season's over. They'd come back. And if they didn't like their assignment, they'd take lost time and they'd go to the bars on Bell Boulevard. Well, the Mets season always ended in June, right? So, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You say that. Listen, listen, listen. Hold on. Check. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Seven and five and five. With five and five. Listen. Okay. I'm a Yankee fan. Would you rather be five? Hold on. I'm it's a, a hard fan. seven three. I know, but I root for the Mets. My my cousin, my second cousin, is the batting coach for the Brooklyn Cyclones, so I have to root for the Mets. Uh huh. Richie Bennett, that's my baby cousin. He's the batting coach for the Brooklyn Cyclones. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my cousin. Who is so, he again? Huh? Who did you say it was? Richie Bennett. He's the oh, okay. base, the hitting coach for the Brooklyn Cyclones. Okay. Yep. Yeah, you know what? That sounds like a lot of fun. That Cyclones, man. I've never been to. A, I think I have. My son I'm played on go. that field. They're gonna play the Yankees um, in uh, Hudson Valley. So uh-huh. uh, until they're 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 up here till Saturday. So I'm gonna go to at least two of the games. Hopefully, two of the games. I'm trying to think the the Mets standing. I'm checking the Mets standing right now. Seven to three. Yeah. With a commanding lead in the NL East. <laughs> a commanding lead. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that's until a good May. Let me tell you something. If I was a Yankee fan, I'd be very nervous. It's going to be a long, long summer. Yeah, we well, haven't changed I mean, a listen, thing. You know, we'll be all right. Uh, Milwaukee civilian. After a week of Major League Baseball, it looks like the Mets spent their money well. Yes, they sure did. And Buck Showalter is playing Bucky ball. Yeah, love sending, Buck. Gotta yeah, love Buck. Yeah, he's sending. Yeah. Um, single mom on four says, "I'm a little under the weather." but not missing out watching Mark and Angel. Thank you. I'm sorry that you're under the weather. We hope you feel better, and we'll try to keep it down. Thank you. (laughs) L. Oakland, Yanks don't have a prayer. Then don't have a polar bear. I agree with you. They're finished. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have a polar bear. That's So I don't know what happened. Well, you were away or when you came back, whatever. We had the Brooklyn shooter. But in the meantime, you managed to touch ground long enough to make an appearance on Fox 5, uh, not Fox 5, Fox News. So I wanted to show it for everybody. It's a, it's a really good appearance. You came out really well. And uh, so why don't we Thank let you. our audience into seeing what we got going on here. I'm going to bring it okay. up right now. Let's do it. And uh, here we go. Top line thoughts on what Lauren just reported and your thoughts on this case. Well, I mean, uh, I think that we should all be thankful that this person wasn't a tier one or tier two Al-Qaeda operative, right? I mean, they don't want to call this mm-hmm. terrorism, but we know if he was a white nationalist, it'd be all over the news saying how this was immediately a terrorist attack. Um, you know, uh, these pe- they, it seems like he was untrained, right? His gun jammed. They found a lot of evidence at the scene. Uh, we don't know yet exactly what his motives were, but going over his social media posts and things of that nature... I think it seems pretty clear. We have seen crime increase in this city as the defund the police movement has caught on and really caught fire. We have seen problems in this city escalate to a horrible, horrible level. Would this have happened if the NYPD, one, was at staffing levels they need to be, but two, allowed to do their job? Well, you have uh, members of the New York City Council, right, who tout themselves as police abolitionists, right? Everybody wants to defund the police, especially during last summer with the George Floyd or two summers ago now. Um, You know, uh, you have these people that are calling to defund the police, but then they're wondering why the police weren't around. I mean, you have to pick your poison, right? You're taking a billion dollars from the NYPD like de Blasio did, and then you're wondering what's happening with the police. There's no support for police. They're not allowed to be proactive. They're not allowed to be aggressive, which is the only way we're going to stop these crimes from occurring. Right. And, you know, 
Frank James, person of interest, has a large social media footprint. He posted over 450 videos to YouTube in three years. And one of them, he said, Mr. Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, I'm a victim of your mental health program. I'm 63 now, full of hate, full of anger, and full of bitterness. I mean, when you're an investigator and you read something like that from a person of interest, what are the next steps? Well, I mean, uh, if it's something that's severe, then you have to go out there. Uh, you, you get what's called the lead, right? Uh, NYPD Intel, or if he was in Wisconsin. Uh, the I'm going to shut it down right there because uh, this thing goes on for quite a bit. But... Um Oh, wait, I got to go back to it. I thought I could shut it down. Let's go. Stop sharing. Get rid Bullshit. of it. Uh, you were on there for a while. Yeah, it was. It's like a five-minute segment. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was, I you know, was it's funny. It by he, myself. It was good. He, he mentioned that, you know, uh, his thing to Eric Adams was uh, something about mental illness. Yeah, I know he yeah, yeah. But yeah, the reality yeah. is he wasn't, he hasn't been arrested in New York City in like a quarter of a century. So, um, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. The guy wasn't – he seemed to bounce around all over the, uh, through three or four states and uh, just make a mess, mess Make a mess wherever he was. Let's, let's make it clear that when I did the interview, he still wasn't in custody yet, and they still hadn't mm -hmm. called it a terror – he still hadn't called it a terrorist attack. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I'm not saying I'm clairvoyant, and I'm certainly not exceptional, but it was pretty evident based on – his ramblings on Facebook and YouTube and stuff that he was a, uh, you know, a uh, uh, Black Lives Matter supporter and he hated white people and he was upset about the uh, Supreme Court justice nominee because her husband was white. So there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of stuff going on as far as that's concerned, you know. Yeah. Um, one, let me see what else we have here, um, because we bring up the you know, we, you're always busting my chops about the mental illness thing. <laughs> And how I'm claiming <laughs> yeah. everybody's mentally ill. Mm -hmm. um, somebody wrote about it. It was an opinion piece. New York City subway shooter, despite disordered uh, thoughts, bears responsibility for his crime. That's right. Um, uh, whoever wrote that opinion piece, uh, I had the name here somewhere, but seems to agree That's with more. you. The guy did bounce around a lot. He wasn't a New Yorker. He wasn't here for... Uh, for any, uh, stretches of time, he did get arrested a bunch when he was here, but he, he definitely did a lot of damage and was being stupid in other states mostly. So, um, you know, the funny thing, too, is like now they have like, I think it was five people that split the reward. Yeah. Fifty thousand dollars. Five people split it. There was one kid who was a photographer who caught him on uh, who, who took a snapshot of him sitting at a bus stop. Uh, another one was a bodega worker. Uh, it was a couple of people. So. Zach, <clears throat> Zach was uh in, in uh, putting in a video surveillance yeah. cameras somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And, Listen, uh, <clears throat> I say it all the time. I did a hit later that day on Newsmax or the next day. We cannot. And Mark, you know this, right? Anybody who was a cop who worked in the hood knows this. The police cannot do their job effectively without the help of the public. That's it. You can't solve homicides. You can't solve anything without the public help. Without the public's help, you can't. We can't mm -hmm. do it without the public, and the public cannot prosper and thrive without a good, fair police police department. Yeah, but it does it, it does help. Day. It does help when the guy's just walking down the street and going about his business. Yeah, but somebody's <laughs> got to somebody's got to call look, the I know, but somebody's this guy didn't look. He didn't look to hide at all. I mean, he was yeah, walking yeah. down the street. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Right, right. But again, <laughs> if, if nobody called, you know what would have happened, right? And he, he, this is my opinion. I'm like, because you have to wonder to yourself, uh, how many rounds did he let go? Why wasn't anybody? And why rounds. was anybody shot? Like, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, so dead. he, he, what he did was, this is from what from my sources, right? Mm -hmm. He, he was fumbling with a smoke canister and he dropped it and it opened, mm -hmm. so he couldn't see shit. So he mm -hmm. just decided to start spraying and praying, right? Which is what mm -hmm. uh, people say. Mm -hmm. So he sprayed and prayed and he was shooting down and he shot people mostly in the lower limbs and the lower extremities because he's a fucking, he's, I mean, excuse my French, he's an idiot. I mean, I said it, you know, you, obviously we're lucky this guy wasn't a tier one or a tier two Al-Qaeda operative trained by Al-Qaeda and was zero stand at a training camp because if no, that yeah. was the case, he would have killed, he would have killed 40 people at least. No, no, no. This, he was a mess. He was a mess. This was yeah, my was theory. And going back to like what you said, this was prior to getting <clears throat> caught and finding out all the information. But this is my theory. Uh, most people, especially police officers and anybody who's ever fired a gun, will <clears throat> agree that it's not um, 
pointing at somebody and actually shooting it is uh, it's it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. I have a feeling like he threw the smoke thing or, he, or the smoke started gathering around and just punched the guy, the gun out right in front of him and just started shooting. He probably and did it sideways run. like BMX I think he went up in the, in the air. Boom, 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 like this. And whatever, whoever got shot is basically off of um, a ricochet and things. But you're saying the ground, either way, whether it was the floor of the, the subway or. Yeah, it was all lower extremity injuries. All of it was lower extremity stuff. So Yeah, so. All right. Least... Thank God he was dumb, right? Thank God he was dumb and untrained. I mean, we have to look at the silver lining and nobody died, right? First, there were reports that six people were dead, then there were reports two, then it went down to one, and now nobody's dead. Thank God. So, yeah, thank God. <clears throat> Let me see. Hello. Uh, there was a comment here that I saw. Uh, we'll have to get back to it. I'll find it in a second. Now, that was a horrible situation. And then, following after that, we did get a bit of good news, though. And that is that this guy right here, let me give you his name. I just want to make sure I got it right. <laughs> Look at this guy. Disgraced New York Democrat, Lieutenant Governor <clears throat> Brian Benjamin, a supporter of the Fund the Police and the for, uh, bail reform, resigned. There he mm -hmm. is hugging uh, our governor who picked, him, who picked him, yeah. this corrupt guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's got some smile on him, man. Too bad he's a jerk. <laughs> Five counts, right? He was uh, indicted on. Uh, he's uh, $50,000, fraud, uh, misappropriation of funds, conspiracy. They're going to put a RICO case on him. Crazy. Well, th this is my theory when it comes. Do you know which politicians get caught stealing? Um, the ones that steal. The ones well, that the dumb look, ones. The dumb the one ones. The ones that they look into. Yeah, exactly. As soon as as soon as they, they look, they all steal. There's no way you're unless right. you're unless you're independently wealthy. How else could you get money to put together a campaign? Yeah. Um, just think Famous. about it this way. Right now, we have a kind of an idea of it through social media. We've been doing this podcast. Uh, we got to have I don't know five six hundred episodes in the can between Bill and I, and uh, we have. Uh, we have very great, great uh, people that follow us and 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 help us. Uh, that being said, we probably have, you know, uh, maybe 50, 50 60 uh, uh, Patreon and who knows how many um, uh, YouTube members. But um, that's <laughs> now. If you wanted to start doing a campaign, you know, oh, where are where where are here two. You know, I'm doing Mondays and Thursdays usually, and Bill's doing. Uh, I think Bill does it. Uh, he's Monday, got a show. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, he's got a show every hour in the hour. <laughs> <laughs> he's like ten, ten wins. Cooking with Bill. <laughs> yeah. uh, coffee with Bill. Coffee with Bill. Spin cycle with Bill. On the crapper and, with Bill. <laughs> so uh, my point he's is this, man. though. And my point is that um, you know, how, to, raise to raise money, money. to, to raise money. So when when these guys come in, unheard of. And they 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 can afford to do a campaign, and they're not independently wealthy, man. It's it's worth looking into them. This is a guy who, you know, uh, unfortunately for him, they looked into him. But screw him, and uh, I don't. I wonder. I I don't wonder what he's going to do next. I don't really care. But I'm happy that he's not going to be bothering us anymore with his nonsense. So so long, Lieutenant Brian. Uh, Adios, Lieutenant Governor Brian. Brian Benjamin, peace out. Um. Oh, this is a. Uh, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, let's go back. Uh, I'll show you a little video of him, too, just in case you just wanted to com completely just keep getting more happier and happier. There he goes. Watch <laughs> this. This is when he resigns, by the way. This is the best breaking news. The resignation of her lieutenant, Brian Benjamin, after he is hit with federal bribery and fraud charges. Prosecutors say it was a scheme to obtain thousands of dollars in illegal campaign contributions. CBS2 political reporter Marsha Kramer says the case is a huge blow to Governor Hochul as she seeks election to a full term. Confetti fell and there was a huge celebration at the Democratic State Convention when Kathy Hochul and Brian Benjamin were picked as the party's nominees for governor and lieutenant governor. 
<laughs> now it's more like a funeral. Brian Benjamin stands accused of federal bribery and fraud charges for allegedly masterminding a campaign donation shakedown. A Harlem real estate developer identified by CBS2 sources as Gerald Migdal was promised a $50,000 state grant in exchange for collecting tens of thousands of dollars in donations for his state Senate campaign and a campaign for city controller. Taxpayer money for campaign contributions. Quid pro quo. This. I like that phrase, quid pro quo. We heard that a lot during the Trump administration, the last year of the Trump administration, when the Democrats were fishing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's. I just read an article about that too, about how this guy, um, uh, the guy who's with the beard, the white guy who's doing all the investigating on him, <laughs> Dunham, not on him, against Clearer. Uh, Dunham is his name. Yeah, Dunham, yeah. And... Uh, He's he he's basically saying every single thing from the beginning to the end coming out of the de Democratic Party was a lie. What? Everything but what? Uh, everything by Hillary Clinton. All the what? accusations. There was the Steele dossier. Not the, all the stuff that they were saying he did with the Russian government. Complete lie. What? Yeah, I, can't I mean, believe it. we we well, you know we knew it, but it was it, it was nice <laughs> that it was told to us by what? fact. What? So, um, uh, see ya, see ya, Lieutenant <clears throat> Governor Brian, whatever your the name is. The chickens are coming home to roost. You ever heard yeah, that you know, but you know what? It's, it's, it, look, even with the laptop, it's just disgusting that, you know, our, our, uh, the people that we trust to, to bring us the news, which we know we're never going to get it. Uh, those days are over, by the way. Maybe, who, maybe. Who knows how true it was back then anyway when we were growing up? Maybe Elon Musk is going to have something to do with the algorithms and changing how news gets out on social media. We'll see. I should buy 43 more. billion reasons, baby. 43 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> We'll see what happens with that. I listen, that's a that's an interesting situation. I think it scared the hell out of all those people though. Oh, um, you think? Because now the cat's out of the bag. They'll just buy all it's all companies. about algorithms. It's all about algorithms. That's all that we are controlled, like 1984, that movie. We're mm -hmm. controlled by algorithms, man. That's it. That's what controls everything. Algorithms. All right. well, what else do we got coming up? Oh, uh, do you know who this guy is? What? <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. That's that's the baby daddy, right? Yeah, this is Demetrius Minor. That's the baby daddy. At the time of this picture, he was approximately 27 years old. His nickname uh, is Baby Daddy. He's spending some time in a prison in New Jersey. A female. A woman's, a woman's prison. A female's penitentiary yeah, in the great and, state of New Jersey. And while he's there, he's impregnating a few girls. A New Jersey inmate and woman's only prison pregnant um, after sex with another incarcerated person. An incarcerated person, not an incarcerated male who is born with a penis and has balls and produces semen. An incarcerated yeah. person. It's an interesting situation, and I'll tell you why. Because they refer to this person uh, as a female. Mm -hmm. So we're still, I guess, just out of, for whatever reason, giving them. It's a man that's running around. In, in a in a prison, no, a female stop, prison. Stop! Stop! I know. Two questions. How do I get in there? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's doing better than I am. Listen, I got news for you. Mm -hmm. When that guy dies, God bless him, and they dig his bones up in two hundred years, guess what mm -hmm. they can identify him as? A male. They're not going to know anything right. about this nonsense. That's right. They're not going to know his pronouns. They're going to look at his pelvis and they're going to say this was a dude. So. It is what it is. Love who you want to love, but stop the bullshit with the pronouns. Because let me ask you a question, though. That kid. Ask me too. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that kid. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they should keep him all there forever, like one big happy family. Let him raise the kid in jail and everything. You know? But it's probably not going to happen. The kid's going to probably be. So now the kid's in school. Let's say he's third or fourth grade. He's they're out there playing, and um, somebody says, uh, "Hey, how did your parents meet?" <laughs> well, my mother, she's a convicted murderer. Well, listen, she I don't think that that's, I don't think that's too rare. Murderer. I don't think that's too rare nowadays. I think uh, I've heard a couple of stories already like that. 
And how about wouldn't this be a great movie? Like you're talking about Satan, the son of oh, Satan. Oh, it's gonna be a Netflix. It's gonna be a Netflix special. But no, but I'm just Absolutely. saying, like, like um when they say the son of Satan, remember Omen, the movie Omen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six 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 Damien. Yeah, yeah. Um mm -hmm. which by the way, the only scariest thing, the only scary thing in that movie is the music. I challenge Listen. you to go go watch Omen right now and just put it on mute. All it's it funny. is it's just a car driving and then it's a bird following. But when you turn off the music, it's just the bird and then the, the car and then the bird. and the, I've seen it because I was on the phone. I put it on mute. So, well, it didn't scare me at all. So just as a side note, mm -hmm. the scariest movie ever made, and I think I've said this before, Fatal Attraction. <laughs> scariest no, ever. I got to disagree with you. Scarier than Folks the in the chat, uh, scarier. throw them out there. I'm telling Fatal you. Fatal Attraction is man, the scariest movie ever made. It's not even scary. What? Well, it's scary if you're married. It's the scariest movie ever made. She You're bought a rabbit, for God's sake. So what? Did you ever see When a Stranger Calls? Yeah, check the children. Come check on. Check the children. Stop. He's in the ah. house. He's in the house. That Fatal attraction, brother. Oh. Fatal attraction. The, oh, the music. Scariest there. movie Lona ever made. McKenzie, she says that the omen of music is scary. That's it. It's the only <laughs> thing that's scary in there. And the, the kid with a stupid little black hat on, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in a, he was in a private <laughs> Look it school. up. Making people jump and hang themselves out of windows and shit. How did your parents meet? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's scary too the trilogy of terror do you remember that with karen black with the little african yeah doll i didn't watch that i, I know grabs yeah. the knife and she tries to put him in the yeah, oven and shit i know, yeah, I know, I know the show you're talking about <laughs> that's a bad one <laughs> alicia b says if you don't cheat on your wife it's not scary i agree with alicia, you, alicia stop it doesn't matter you could look i could say hi to alicia now right and then all of a sudden somebody's boiling my rabbit Right or my golden doodles, you don't know. Lorna McKenzie says, uh, "Black Christmas, the killer is in the house." Well, if the killer is in the house, I haven't seen Black Christmas. Then I think they probably stole that premise from a, when a stranger calls. Trust Have me, look it up. The children. Have you checked the children? Oh, when they when they on the phone and, and then she says, "He's, to him, he's coming he, from inside of the house." Yeah, yeah. yeah. We house. we've traced the call and it's coming from inside the house. Which, by the way, would have been interesting because there was no cell phones back then. That's right. So. How is the phone actually ringing? Listen, maybe this is Hollywood. Lines. Yeah, this is yeah. Hollywood. K K H Walker, The Exorcist has a more beat. You're right; it's the scariest movie ever made. No, nothing. Fatal attraction. Fatal attraction. And uh, Milwaukee civilians says Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby was Ooh, a good movie. I really liked I it. Yeah, didn't really scare me that much until the end. Um. Margaret Hearn, when a stranger calls, scared the hell out of me to this day. Yeah, especially if you're that age where you might have been a babysitter at the time. I'm not babysitting no more. Alicia B. Alicia B. says the trilogy of terror was great. There you go. You uh, see? <clears throat> let's see what else. The old music is scary. Okay. So enough of, of uh, this guy. And this story right now that I'm going to cover right now, this one bothered me a lot, especially when I saw the video. It's one of these things that you just um, – it just blows your mind. Like, what the hell are people thinking? Why would somebody do this to somebody else? Uh, let me just find it. Uh, here we go. Suburban Road Rage. Mayor, unlike any you've ever seen, the driver of this SUV – was recorded running down a fleeing woman twice. The horror unfolded on a suburban street in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Prosecutors say the driver of the gray SUV got in a fender bender with another car. You could see the woman driver taking photos of the SUV, apparently for evidence. Suddenly, the SUV reverses, going right at her. She runs into a driveway to get out of the way. But it's not over. The vehicle heads right for her. She flees across a lawn, but this time she can't run fast enough. What follows next is too disturbing to show. Prosecutors say the suspect hit her and then deliberately ran her over a second time. You can still see the evidence of that violent attack. Look at this, tire tracks on the lawn right here. They continue to this yard over here you can even see where the driver backed up to run over the victim again. The suspect, identified by police as Vincent Jean, 
has been charged with attempted murder. I don't even understand why he would even be so upset just because she was taking pictures. Another neighbor's home surveillance camera caught the incident. We hit her here, dragged, dragged her a little bit, then it, it ran, tried to run away. She tried to get up, he hit her up again, he hit her again. The 23-year-old victim was critically injured. Her parents said in a statement, what this man did to our daughter was atrocious. This man was a complete stranger who committed a heinous act of road rage. That is crazy, huh? Couple questions. Go ahead. Is Benjamin Crump gonna represent the family in this in this matter? What do you think? Who's Benjamin Crump? Benjamin Crump is the lawyer. He's like the new Al Sharpton. He goes to every police-involved incident and stands with the family and cries and puts his fist in the air and gets them millions and millions of dollars. Well, um, that that neighborhood is a very is a heavy uh, Jewish neighborhood. The a um, girl that he ran over a couple of times. You see, you didn't really. We saw that it was scary when you saw the car, um, you know, approaching this this poor lady. But the reality is he he ran her completely over and then, uh, you know, ran her whole body over to the car was ahead of her now. Oh, it was horrible. I saw the whole, I saw the whole video. It was, it was disgusting. It was, it was, so, um, yeah, I don't Vincent, think this, Vincent Jean. Vincent Jean, right? That's how they described him and they showed his picture. How do you, like your whole life now is, uh, is destroyed. This is, I don't know who this guy is, what his, what his record is, but. Um, apparently he's made it to, to be out in the street until he's in his sixties. Um, what, 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 like, I, that's why I'm so happy that I started with the meditation and the breathing. Um, you know, I, listen, everybody goes through their moments of road rage and I, I tell my kids, you know, it's not worth it. It's nothing to brag about. Well, why are you left? Because I'm you, a meditate, person. you meditate, you breathe while you drive. No, no, no. I'm saying before I leave the house. And it I'm makes sorry. me a I'm much it makes me a much calmer person. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. What I think about is if I end up shooting somebody, I'm gonna go to prison. So that's my meditation. So I've calmed down a lot. And my company yeah. vehicle, they just mm -hmm. put GPS in it. So if I go over 70 miles an hour, my boss gets a report and I get in trouble. So now I gotta drive 65 miles an hour when I'm in my company car. It drives me crazy. No, it's a good idea anyway. It's good, it keeps me, you know. Under the speed limit. You see, Alicia B, she agrees with me. Meditation is great, Mark. I am with you. See? Um, Diane S. Mark, it's true. I need the deep breathing, and good music does help. It, I'm telling you. It calms you down. It relaxes you. And plus, let me tell you something. With so many cameras, it, it's it's not even worth speeding. You're going to come home and, uh, like, when I before I got used to these cameras, I was getting three, four five um of these uh summonses either the red speeding. light cameras the yeah, yeah, cameras. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now now i get like 10 of them a month no I'm kidding. listen but, listen the subway cameras weren't connected to the internet but them, them red light cameras and those speeding cameras boy they never fail they never go out man they i don't never, know the city's the city's got their priorities in check Raquel Pranzo says, I'm too buggy to meditate. Can't sit still at all. Well, that is the point, Raquel. <laughs> Me too. The whole thing with 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 um with meditation is you have to give yourself the time um to to get out of your thoughts and to control. It's all about controlling what you allow control. to um controlling your emotions and controlling what you allow your brain to do. And it's possible. Uh, a little bit at a time, Raquel. I do 10 minutes. Uh, only 10 minutes a day, but uh, with the breathing, I'm probably meditating probably 20 minutes a day. So um, if you want, I'll send you some literature. She's Raquel says no time. Okay, well, I, I think you're mentally sound, Raquel. Uh, you're a very, very nice person. I don't even think you need uh, meditation, by the way, Raquel. But somebody like me who, you know, I, I, I liked road rage was um, a serious thing. Alicia B. Apparently, it is just you and me meditating, Mark. Maybe I, I bet you some other people <laughs> do it as well. Some people need it. Some people don't. I Wait, don't let me it. ask you this, Mark. Yeah. When you when you meditate, do you go to a safe space to do it, or can I sit on my way? couch? So that's your safe space. Yeah, I sit with my legs, uh, not crossed, but uh, 
And with your I, ankles behind your ears? Is that how you meant? No, no, I, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> That's when I was young. When I could, when I could, uh, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> Raquel says, sorry, Mark. Pete has many things for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, put it to work, Pete. Pete says, uh, every time you leave the house, you have to say to yourself, I'm not going to jail today. That's exactly. a good idea. That's what I do. That's it. That's my That's meditation. a good idea. I am not going to jail. Yeah, you know what? <sighs> I have I have peace of mind right now. I'm the not happiest. Today, Satan. I'm the not happiest today. I've been in a long time. Really? So, yeah, by doing this, yep. That's because uh, you have a full head of hair. That's why. That doesn't hurt either. God already knows. God knows. <laughs> he would have taken my hair. I would have. I would have cried every day. That's all I got. Oh yeah, yeah. At least should be. You guys are right tonight. Okay, here we go. <laughs> all right. Um, let's do this. This is a. Uh, this is some good news. NYPD is getting some new cars. Oh my god. Yeah, they're getting some electric cars. Let's check it out. They look pretty good. They were on display at the car show. And they look really nice, man. Look at that shop. The platoon commander's driving that. That's it. We got a first look at the NYPD's all-new electric patrol vehicle at the New York Auto Show. This is part of the NYPD's latest step towards electrifying their fleet of cars, with a plan on buying 1,250 EVs in 2022 and transitioning to an all-electric fleet by 2035. The new EV patrol vehicle is a Mustang Mach-E GT, powered by an 88 kilowatt hour battery that puts out 459 horsepower, giving it a zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. So good luck to anyone trying to get away in a chase. The car has many customizations, including ballistic reinforced windows, steel doors, and roof. It also has a light bar with an LED message screen that can be customized from inside the police vehicle. This allows communicating with other vehicles or for traffic signals like keep left or road closures. Having an electric patrol vehicle makes a lot of sense. No longer using gas while the cars are idling, while the electric engine and drivetrain have virtually zero maintenance compared to a gas car. While the range is short and only comes in at 270 miles, it will vary on how the car is driven and other factors. But the NYPD already has electric car chargers at their precincts and will continue to add more. We like to see that NYPD is going all electric, and they aren't the only ones in New York City. The classic yellow cabs are also investing in Teslas and the Mustang Mach-E platform. There are no medallions left in the city. What are they talking about? Yeah, uh, it looks good, though. Look, car <clears throat> looks good. Okay, a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. When you were on patrol, how many times did you get into a police car, an RP, and there was no gas in it? It had no gas. There was nothing. Zero. The Daytour or the 4 to 12s left it on E. How many mm -hmm. times? Tell me. In, in a week, in five days, how many times did you get in your RP and it was empty? The gas light was on. You know, you try not to let that happen. It happened, though. How if somebody times? was a really, really busy, they apologized to you. Or, or make if they it were up. an asshole and they just left it empty and they didn't give a shit. Uh, thank God I didn't have to work with too many people like that because then you would have been fighting. But you saw what your your point is that there's going to be a lot. My of point is, I used to get when I did late tours for eight years. The four to twelve used to leave the car empty three out of the five days a week, and the four eight had gas pumps, and the gas pumps nine times out of ten were not working. So then we had to go to the four nine with an empty tank, or there was a flat, or I had to have a milk crate behind my seat because it was broken or a spare tire. There is no way. In hell that these cars are going to last. What happened to all the Nissan Altimas that they bought and the little smart cars? Where the, where are they right now? I don't see them anywhere. Well, they were. Did you ever see that um, in Brooklyn on the docks? How many car police cars they have there? Yeah, they're sitting thousands there and dust. thousands. And we used to drive around these pieces of shit. And I'm like, what the? Why can't <laughs> look at all these cars? You ever go there, the Brooklyn Navy Yards? When they went thousands to thousands of cars. When they went to the cage cars, I had to do patrol in a van because I didn't yeah. fit. In the Malibu or the other car, I forgot the the make of it that had the cage in it. Yeah, so yeah, the cage. I had in there either. I had to get into van five three nine eight in the four eight, and I have to do patrol in a Ford Econoline van because I did not mm -hmm. fit in the car. It was ridiculous. This this is not going to last. This is this is stupid. It's a stupid idea. Waste of money. I remember when I was a rookie, 
and getting in the car with a veteran and you know he let me drive and i felt so cool and it was a brand new car that we got in and he takes his pen out and he's looking around and he just punches it right in the right in the dashboard boom and i'm like what the hell pen holder baby pen holder (laughs) (laughs) that was before or after he drew a cock on your uh, metal book yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a big thing, too. Got signed by Captain Crunch. Wait oh a minute. Let's go. God. Retired cop. He says, yo, big reeking man. What do you say about the pr- proliferation um, of officers taking selfies in the can? Ever arrest a bad guy in the station, John? How do they get their keepers on without breaking a nail? I don't even know what the hell that means. Is there so, something like that? Hold on. What he's talking about is... Uh, so I put on my Instagram, you know, what's the advice you would give to rookie cops that I wish that the Academy would let me give advice to the rookie mm-hmm. cops, right? When they went out or myself or a veteran cop, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Veteran retired cops. Tell them the truth. And one of the suggestions was tell these kids to stop taking selfies in the bathroom and to go out and lock up bad guys. So I think that might be what he's referencing and oh, you know, the belt okay. keeps and stuff like that, Yeah, yeah. which yeah, is yeah. a good idea, right? I mean, when, when, when I got off patrol in 2004, when I went to the squad, there was only a few cell phones on the street. I don't understand. I mean, I don't know how cops are doing their job, you know, every day without being, you know, going viral on somebody's cell phone. It's really, really hard. I think we're going through a transition with the cell phones, um, something that we have to figure out um, where our attention is going to go. And I can't imagine being on patrol on a foot post and, you know, you don't want to be seen with your phone, but if you're by yourself, or you're in, in, like, you know, in a cubby, whatever, well, vestibule, just, you know, staying out of harm's way and keeping an eye on the streets, you're going to check your phone. And some of these people, they get like really immersed in their phone, just like anybody else. You forget you're working. The phone thing is something we got to get used to. It's, it's going to take a couple more years for us to get used to, like, how to divide our time, when to look at the cell phones, when not to. Yeah. Um, there's very few jobs like, you know, my son, he's, uh, talking about, you know, he's a nurse and when he goes out onto the floor, he's going to not be able to look at his cell phone for hours at a time. You know, you have to take a break off the floor, especially if you work in the ER Yeah. and, um, and you know, you're going to only be able to look at your phone on breaks. So when you go to the shitter, yeah. When you go to the shitter, that's it. Yeah, let's see. Alicia B. Most people have their faces plastered in their phones, and have little to any uh, situational awareness. I know. Awareness, I know. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Very uh, good word. Very good phrase. Yeah. She gets extra credit for that one. Situational, situational awareness. awareness. Very good. That is true. All right. So we uh, we did uh, we saw the cop thing. Uh, what else do we got? Um, this story is is big in the news too right now. Uh, let's you you shared this with me it's on the it's on our flyer this is uh, uh the the shooting of the, the, the guy leola and it's not pretty i don't know what's going to happen with this i'm clueless man police releasing video of that officer involved shooting that sparked protests across the city Thank you for joining us today at five. I'm Glenda Lewis. And I'm Brian Abel. There are growing calls for justice tonight. The death of 26-year-old Patrick Leoya. Police releasing four different pieces of video from the incident. Dash cam video from the officer's cruiser, body cam video, home surveillance video from the neighborhood, and cell phone video from the passenger in the car. What started as a traffic stop for improper license plate quickly turned into a struggle between the officer and Leoya. The officer and Leoya appear to be struggling over a taser. The fatal shot was fired as Leoya was on the ground. 7 Action News reporter Jim Kirsner is live for us in Grand Rapids tonight. Jim, you were there as that video was released during the press conference. What are city leaders telling you? They're saying they want to be transparent in this case. And as you guys just outlined, the family of 26-year-old Patrick Leoya actually saw this video last week said at the time in this community that it showed him down on the ground, face down, getting shot once in the head, killing him. They were absolutely correct. And now that everybody is seeing this video, they're all asking, was this much use of force actually needed? There will be understandably expressions of shock, of anger, and of pain. We acknowledge that this is a necessary process. 
What do you think? So <clears throat> a couple of things, right? The first thing that I that came to my mind when I saw that was why why is this guy recording him if so if a cop is struggling with somebody, regardless of what they're so the narrative is gonna be, oh, he stopped them for expired tags and the guy ends up dying, right? No, that's not what happened. What happened was the guy the cop is in fear for his life. He's in a legitimate mm-hmm. struggle with an individual who's grabbing his taser. He does not know if he's going to use it. The whole thing is the perception of the cop, right? Because the use of force continuum says that the, the subject dictates the amount of force used or needed to affect a lawful arrest, right? We know that as police officers. So if the police officer felt like he was going to use deadly physical, because a taser can be used as deadly physical or could lead to deadly physical force because if he tases him, he can take his gun. The cop doesn't know what he's doing. The cop doesn't know who he's running from. The public has the advantage in that they all know who we are. We don't know who they are when we're stopping, right? You don't know who you're stopping. You could be stopping somebody with fake ID. You could be stopping somebody who just did, committed a mass murder. You could be stopping somebody who has a hostage in a trunk, whatever the case may be. The cop's perception was that his life was in danger as he was fighting with him for the taser. He shot him because he was in fear for his life. That's the thing. If he can articulate the fact that he was in fear for his life legitimately, he's not going to get, I mean, you know, Unfortunately, in today's world, the virtual signaling, you know, district attorneys might charge him anyway. But, I mean, you know, it's all about, you know, his state of his state of mind and, and you know, what he felt, what he perceived to be the threat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's it's a difficult situation. You know what I'm saying? It's like and unfortunately, the the contact between the officer and the, the guy resisting arrest the the uh, shut off his body cam, yeah, yeah, you know. But when the fatal blow <clears throat> came, so we're we're never gonna find out exactly what happened prior, just prior. You there's know? video. There's a video of when he shoots him. There's a there's a, another video that, uh-huh. that's out there of when he actually shoots him. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I'm not I'm out of the mindset of comply or die. Right? I've never been of that mindset. I don't agree. That's a stupid thing to say, but. When you comply, 99% of the time, things are going to go good, right? I say comply now, complain later, right? When you don't comply, there's a good, good chance that somebody's going to get hurt, and chances are it's going to be you. So compliance works the vast majority of the time. Non-compliance hardly ever works, right? Because where are you going? You're fighting, you're running, you're gone, and then they catch you another day, or 10 other cops come, and they beat the shit out of you when they catch you. So What's the point in resisting and non-compliance? The cop, ha- if the cop can articulate a genuine fear for his life, then I mean he's just he's. We're not saying good shoot because it sounds crass and like we don't value this person's life. It's a tragedy that he died, but it's it's a justifiable shooting. I hope you're right. I don't I don't like to see uh, you know any, any cop get it j- jammed up because you know somebody's resisting arrest. I mean right from the beginning, yeah. the guy is already standing outside his car. Fucked up. It's, Nobody it's, asked I mean, you to get out. Horrible, right? Yeah. Um, horrible some, situation. Somebody posted here. Why can't they just follow directives? Right, and that's follow the le- right. uh, that's it. L comply now, complain later. Eloquent says uh, follow directives and live simple. And uh, people of uh, quite a few people in the chat have commented the same thing. Uh, the Papa Smurf, the OG Benjamin Crump attorney, will be all over this case. That was my point. Yeah, Peter mm-hmm. Pranzo. If an officer loses the fight, he dies. That's yeah. that's a different too. So right I don't understand why after seeing countless videos, um, this idea where I was scared to for my for my life. Well, you didn't act like it because if I'm scared, right. I'm gonna sit there and shut up. Yes, mm-hmm. officer, no officer. Yeah. Fighting right. doesn't seem like you're scared. Fighting yeah. looks like yeah. you're you're being aggressive. Yeah. Diane yeah. S says absolutely, Angel. The man didn't comply and was in attack mode, period. The police were in danger there. Okay, okay, Margaret O'Hearn. Um, someone going for police officer's gun or taser endangers the officer and people around them do don't resist. All right, you guys are all on board. That's very nice to see. Comply now, complain later. That's it. I mean, you know, I, it's that simple. I tell it to my own kids. Comply now, complain later. I don't care if you're a thousand percent right and you feel like the cop is a thousand percent wrong. Do what, the, do what he's telling you, do what he or she says, and then later on, we go to court, there's avenues to fight it, and we fight it. Yeah. If you live in New York City, 
um, at the end of um, the the midnight bell when it goes into Thursday, the twenty first, um, oh. will be thirty two B thirty two J is going to be striking. This is our governor, and right there, she's uh, at the rally. There was a rally held on eighty um, third Street and York Avenue this past week on Wednesday. No givebacks, it says. If you don't know who 32B32J is, it's the uh, superintendent union, uh, porters, doormen, concierge. There's over 30,000 workers affected, and there's 3,300 buildings all around New York, uh, with the exception of the Bronx. Over 350,000 people live in these buildings, and they're all going to be affected. Um, what are they asking for? Fair wages. What are they uh, being asked to give up? They're asked to be uh, give up. Can you imagine somebody going after sick days in the time during the pandemic? These guys get 10 sick days, and they want three of them. They want you to give back a federal holiday. Is that even possible? No. Can you give back a federal holiday? I, it shouldn't be possible. It's stupid. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Sense. Well, yeah, it's all smoke and mirrors because what they really want you to do is they want you to start chipping in for your health care. Now, right. um, you know, obviously, if you chip in for your health care already, you're going to be on the side. Well, you know, everybody's doing it. The police department, I remember when I first got on and Angel, we came on the same time. It was zero co-payment, not a mm -hmm. penny, nothing, everything, every every type of health we insurance. Hip. We had hip. Well, I had GHI. Or GHI or Aetna. Yeah. They were all free. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it was zero copay. And mm -hmm. then after the contract, uh, it became $5 copay. Now I think they're up to $35, 40 30. Yeah, $30, 35 bucks. So yeah, yeah. this is what you're, what you're saying. They might give you a significant raise up front, maybe even 5%, knowing that once they got you on the hook for $25 a paycheck, uh, that's $100 a month, that it's going to go up every year. Yeah. It's going to be go up to thirty dollars, thirty five. Before you know it, you're paying ten, two hundred dollars a month towards your health insurance. So, um, if you uh, are going to be working in the city, in New York City, just be prepared. Thursday morning, uh, you may have trouble getting around because all these places will be on strike, and it doesn't take long for garbage to pile up and for the oh, city to look God. like crap. Yeah, yeah. Couple hours. Couple hours. The, the uh, usually sanitation doesn't cross the picket line, and uh, neither does UPS. Uh, and uh, the mail still has to come, but yeah, but you'll have mailmen that'll pull up and see a picket line, and they'll keep driving. I mean, they're not going to try to deliver mail with a big rat in front of a big inflatable rat in front of uh, somebody's headquarters or something. Yeah, the only thing it. is, is that it's uh, you pick it in front of the building that you work in, so. Um, it's not like this one, and there's 3,300 buildings around the city. Yeah. So you have yeah. these little small pockets of <clears throat> pockets of protesters. This yeah. guy's get, yeah. getting drunk in the middle of the afternoon and be like, what are these guys? Look, they're drinking everywhere. And I'm like, no, no, those are the guys that work in our building. <laughs> Who are those drunk people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are our porters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All Poor right. Um, and now, on a sad note, I'll, I'll let you take over, Angel. Um, what happened over here, man? This is this is horrible. This is um for the family so, of <clears throat> Aiken Chu. Um, I was with him Christmas Eve. I was with his parents, his mom and his stepdad. I actually worked with his mom and his and his biological dad um, in a four eight. <clears throat> I know his mom. <clears throat> sorry, I know his mom Maggie for twenty five years. That was Christmas Eve when we were together. He was killed this morning in a uh, head-on collision with a, a lumber transport truck in Slotesburg, New York, on uh, Old Route 17. It's a uh, four lanes, uh, two southbound, two northbound in the town of Slotesburg. Um, apparently, for whatever reason, at 7.30 this morning, he crossed the divider and went head-on with his truck. And he was in a 2007 Accord, and he was killed instantly. So... Um, we're trying to raise money. I was with his parents uh, pretty much all morning. Uh, my wife is still with them now, um, you know, trying to console them. I mean, what do you do? What do you say? This is she has two boys. This was her firstborn. Her other son is in the army. Um, Maggie's a great lady. Her her 
Husband is the real deal. He's a sergeant on the warrant squad. Guy's a kick-ass, take-no-names type of dude. His biological dad is a retired soldier from on job. He's a great guy, too. Um, just an overwhelming sense of grief. And um, anything that anybody could help contribute. I know, it. you know, you constantly see these fundraisers. Fund the first is, is, is dynamite because everything goes to the families. Um, they're legit. Robert Garland, he's been a guest on the show. He's a fantastic dude. Um, he started this. He's a he's an active member of the service. Anything you can give, I don't care if it's two bucks, five dollars, anything. Um, it's a tough, tough time, and you know they're gonna have these uh, bills mounting up. And anything you can give, I'd appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. As Maggie and um, his stepdad and his biological dad would appreciate it too. It's a horrible. You're not supposed to bury your kid. Anybody who's a parent um, knows that's the worst possible thing. That could ever ever happen. My heart goes out to the family, and um, once again, uh, Robert Garland. He's the uh, Ronald Garland. He's the one who puts together this uh, the fundthefirst dot com, and uh, this is unlike uh, GoFundMe, where the money is not going to be taken away for any political reasons. This goes right to the family, all of it. That's right. <clears throat> That's so right. If you uh, can find it in your heart to make a donation to this. His mom, uh, that's her with the son right there, and uh, it breaks my yeah, heart. Man, really, yeah. twenty-two years old. The kid was a uh, Division Three. He was the number four wrestler in the country. Uh, he wrestled at us uh, Oneida State. I mean, great kid. He just started working for the New York, uh, the, the United States Postal Service. He was down at suffering work, and he was on his way to work this morning. Uh, just you know, just a horrible, horrible tragedy. If you can't find, you know, it's a difficult name to find, right? Just put in the last name Chu. Or search my name, Angel Masonette, on, on Fund the First. It's the only campaign I've ever done in my life. Um, I had to do it for them because they're like inconsolable right now. They didn't even know. So I arranged it. I put it together. Um, everything, every penny is going to go to the family. <clears throat> I'd appreciate any help from, from all you guys. You know, I love you guys. I appreciate your support. And this one's hitting hard. I mean, my son is 19. My daughter's 22. My big guy's 28. I mean... You know, God bless them, right? I mean, we never know. You got to hug your kids, man, because this kid was on his way to work, doing everything he had to do, and he's gone. I'll, yeah, I'm going to make my donation as soon as I get off. Thank you. Uh, from the show tonight, um, let's say goodbye. We're coming on the witching hour. Uh, Dawn Marie, thanks for finally joining us. Where were you? What happened to you? You're running late today. Frank Marcia, she says thank you. Same to you. Who knows what that's all about? Um, Alicia B, make sure everyone you love knows it. Uh, we'll keep passing the word around. We'll put it also posted on the Instagram, please. Uh, Police off the cuff Instagram, and I'll put it on the on the um, on the Facebook as well. Thank you. Milwaukee civilian on Google. There are many stories about this uh, wrestling career, but I don't see anything about his passing. Oh my God. Well, it happened today. This well, is, because uh, they, they misspelled his name. They put an M at the end instead of an N. So if you Google the name, but you replace the N with an M, you'll see all the coverage. Blaze Gomez did a big story on it. Um, this is it right? That's the name right so there. So that's the real name, but they misspelled it in the news. They put an M on the end of Akin instead of the N. So if you Google Akim Chu, you'll see all the stories about the accident. It's a... Uh, like I said, I've been with them all morning, and it's just been a whirlwind. Horrible. Well, if you tuned in tonight, I just want to say thank you. This was a, a fast-moving show. We covered a lot of ground. I had a lot of fun. It's good to have Angel back. Thank you, bro. And um, I don't know. We'll, we'll be back together next Monday. But in the meantime, just take a, one more look at this. A more beautiful image might not exist. And that, folks, is City Field where the Mets play, the home of the That's Mets. It. That's right. That's opening day. Uh, you know what? I didn't put the Tom Seaver thing out. I should have put that out. Uh, we'll put that up. That's a beauty. Did you see that monument? Beautiful. Fantastic. Oh Very good job. Everything Very good job. From the, from the knee yeah. real close to the ground. He's Phenomenal. throwing a curveball. I know, you know, I'm not a big fan of hard, <laughs> art guy or monument guy, but that's uh, that's something else. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. i never seen anything like it. All right, folks. Um, to everybody that gave us their time tonight we really really appreciate it um one more time one last time please if you find it in your heart um fund the first 
That's the boy's name right there. It'll be on our Thank Instagram. You. It will be on our Facebook. I'll make sure it's it on my there. IG too. It's on my IG too. Big Weekend Man. It's it's there, and, and it's on my Twitter. Please <clears throat> keep his family in your prayers. Please, they're good people. Man. Yeah, they look like uh, the they really are. Like a very very nice person, and he looks Beautiful like a good people. kid too. Beautiful. All right, folks, that's our show for tonight. Angel, any parting words? That's it. Thank you, everybody. Um, I've been getting a lot of messages of support. Um, please just donate if you can. Uh, bendiciones for everybody. Hug your kids. God bless. All right. On that note, uh, thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. On behalf of uh, <laughs> the week in crime and policing with Ray and Meso. <laughs> enjoy Thanks, enjoy your um, the rest of the week and uh, be careful out there. And we'll Thanks, see. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye.